with the sound of revival. Oh. 
need some people who have some seeds in the ground to declare that. Just help me out. I just want to hear you sing it. Say, we've been praying. We've been sowing. Now we're crying. Come on, say it real big. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know how you feel about with this song, Sister Patrice, but you were led by the Spirit. You might not have caught on by the Spirit. I can't tell you how impressed I am by the Spirit of God in my heart, in my mind. I cry about it with inside. How badly I want Listen to what I'm getting ready to say. This region to experience God's revival. You heard what I said. Spirit. I am not talking about Christ-centered church. I am talking about a region. (laughs) That might be too big for you. This region needs to experience God's revival like we've never experienced it, where this will become the norm. The things of God will become the norm in this area. And we need that kind of revival in this area like we don't even understand how bad we need it. And so in my being... Everything in my heart, my mind about serving God is how can we contribute, all of us, how do we contribute toward the greatest revival that this region can ever experience? <laughs> all of us are including, including in that, that we will contribute to the greatest revival that we can experience. the Louisiana District Camp Meeting. And you hear me say it all the time. I believe the Louisiana District, we have probably 53 or 56 districts in the United States and Canada, and I believe the Louisiana District is the most, is the 
best operated district within all the United States and Canada in the UPCI. They just do things at a different level. Now, they've got history and they've got all kind of things going on. So that's on. They just do things top notch. And last night, the preacher preached about when the death angel came through Egypt and firstborn would um, die if the blood wasn't applied to the doorpost and the lintel. And basically, what he got to talk about was as the homes need to do is take whatever is in the basin, meaning whatever you get in church, you need to start applying it in your home and in your life. And I sat here tonight and I said, God, that was a, a, a really inspiring message. Uh, but guess what, Lord? This is me now in my prayer just this evening. But guess what, Lord? All of those people down in that area, they seem to have that together. And I feel like the Lord responded back and say, that's why you have more opportunity than they do. And so for us to take what God is giving us and apply it in our homes and apply it in our daily lives, we might look at it in this area as y'all don't understand all around the world how difficult it is in this area. And I'm here to tell you, God wants you to know how much opportunity we have in this area. The greatest revival that will hit this area, we can have a part of it. We can be a part of it if we will just say it's opportunity, not opposition. Oh, we've been, we've been sowing. Now we're crying. Send the rain. Send the revival, Lord. Send the revival. I don't know where did this come from. How did I end up feeling this way? And I thought about something, too. I said, you know, the church that came up in, man, had a great influence in, in the life of people to experience the Holy Ghost power and experience faith and experience the power of God working. But if I had to guess, I would say, you know, that's where our heritage came from, where we experience what we can do as a church. But God want us to get involved, to experience that as a region. Because God don't stay where he start out. He continues to take us places. And if we were able to experience something that a church can do, God is saying, now I need for you all that continue in this way to understand that I want to do that same kind of thing as a region, not as a local assembly. And we've been chosen to be a part of that. And my God... I don't even understand how that can be, but my mind is fixed and set on. We're going to have so much influence in this area that the region will begin to operate. And, and listen, we have an opportunity to experience more signs and wonders than what we call the church, the Bible. It's kind of, if you will, in cruise control. Everybody is saved. Everybody talking in tongues. All the districts, they got their nice campgrounds that they have purchased years ago and they have camp meeting and they have all of this great stuff going on. And I'm happy for them because God is working and God is doing great things. But God is a God of the world and not a God of regions and not a God of certain areas. He's a God of the whole entire world.
And so while they have that and we are so far from those kind of things, no is we have an opportunity or we have opportunities to see signs, wonders, miracles. We can you imagine if we can behold this before? Lord return or before we die, we can watch and see God so powerfully in this region that we will be able to one day stand and says, my goodness, you remember when we can barely find an apostolic church in this area? My goodness, remember when people just seemed like they didn't want to hear about God? And now look at this region, how people are living for God. Churches are powerful and people are being reached and they want to be reached. That's where we're going. I'm not in this for this church. I'm not in this for me. I'm not in. I'm, yes, I want to get to heaven. Yes, I want to have my relationship with Christ. That's all part of it. But my eyes and heart is fixed on how can I help this region experience the power of God where people will be saved, their life will be changed mindset of how they live their everyday life will be different. It won't be us going to work and earning our money and making sure we have a nice home and making sure we drive a nice car. It won't be that. It will be helping people get saved. It will be helping people go into the house of God and be and, and have an opportunity to experience eternal life. That's what we will be thinking about. This region thinks a lot about hard work and achievement. We do. You go around, and aside from those people that got the oil, they don't. They, we we've got it going on, and because of the region that we're in, that's kind of what we're all about. You know, no matter what anybody says. I was talking to this guy out in L.A. when we went um, when we were out there. We were talking to this guy that took us around a little bit, and he was talking about how California have the best weather and all of that stuff. And you know, I forgot some other stuff that he says. And I just said to him, all I can tell you is. The Northeast drives this entire world because the money is in the Northeast. The power is in the Northeast. So while the fashion is in L.A., while the weather is good in L.A., you can go all over this world and talk about what's good. Trust me that the, the, the money, the power is, 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 is all here in the Northeast. And so don't don't. Misunderstand, it spilled over on every one of us because we're operating under this influence of authority, power, and, 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 and money. So we're all in it. So you can say, well, I don't know. We're all in it. And we're going to have to fight our best to not allow that to be the driving force in our life. But Christ Jesus to be the driving force in our life. Because as long as you're in the Northeast, you're in the place that controls the world. Not just the United States, the world, Washington, D.C., and all of its influence. R believe me, we don't even understand all of the, 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 the folks in the army and all the armed forces where they're stationed. Where are they taking instructions from? Where do you think they get their instructions from? So they're all over the world. They're located all over the world, ready to do anything that they need to do. Where do you think the instructions coming from? The power. Washington, D.C., so no matter where they're positioned, they got to check back down in D.C. Hey, what do we do about this? D.C. send the word out. That's how it works. How the stock market? Where's the stock market located? <laughs> I'm just telling you, wake up. This is where we are. And so it, it influences how we live our life. And so Christ is not the center of our life for a lot of us. It's, it's, it's the system that we're living under that's the center of our life. 
Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. God, we love you. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. To bring about your revival in this, Lord God, this revival that you're bringing, it's not just for a church, it's not just for a few churches, but it's for this region, Lord God, that this region will, oh God, experience you like they've never experienced you. And so tonight, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'll move on our heart in a mighty way that we too will understand that you've called us to the kingdom for such a time as this, to be able Lord God, to do our part in the work that you're doing. Lord, there are babies and the people that you've called to do the will of God. How will they hear and how will they hear the word and be able to come to you, Lord God. I pray tonight that you will raise up men and women all throughout this region, Lord God, to go forth and to do the work of God, to go forth in faith and, oh God, declare your word that we can experience the greatest revival to the northeast, Lord God. Hear our cry tonight and will you speak to us and help us, Lord, that the Spirit of the Lord will guide us and lead us, Almighty God. I pray tonight, touch our hearing, touch our heart, and let us receive and respond in faith and obedience to your word. Have your way, Lord. Use me tonight to speak as your oracle, to be led of your spirit, and to be influenced, oh God, by the spirit and the word of God. Will you have your way in this place tonight and just speak to our hearts. We give you the praise, the honor, oh God, for you alone are worthy. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Clap your hands on the Lord. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. We're going to get into the word of the Lord. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to be with all of you. Nina, good to see you tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. We're going to go back into the scriptures of where we left off from last week and continue in that same vein. And I'm going to talk to you about led by the spirit of God. Part two, led by the spirit of God. Part two, I will share with you the same text that I shared last week and we will go right into it because I believe that this is something that we must really begin to apply to our life is how we are led. We need to be led of the spirit of God. Because if we are not led by the spirit of God, we're going to be led by our flesh and probably by the spirit of the devil. And so we don't want to be in that kind of 
uh, situation, we want to be led of the Spirit of God. Led by the Spirit of God, part two. Romans eight fourteen. The Word of God says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, it, it starts off by saying, For as many. It didn't say for all that are led by the Spirit of God. And so it says for as many, which means they are some that are not led by the spirit of God. And we're talking about Christians now. So there are some that are uh, led by the spirit, but there's some that are not. So it says for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that means sons and daughters. So ladies don't feel left out. Verse 15 says, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Talks about the spirit of bondage. It means that we are enslaved. So before we received the spirit of God, we were enslaved by the spirit of bondage. Okay? Verse 16 says, The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We need to look at that and realize that everything that Jesus has, we will have. Hmm. Everything that Jesus has, we will have. But here is the story. Jesus did some suffering. <laughs> so if Jesus suffered, you're going to suffer. It went on to say here, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also glorify together so in the we're going to have everything that jesus has if we're led by the spirit and and we follow up the leading of the spirit and that means that there are going to be times where we're going to suffer a little bit because we're following the spirit it doesn't mean it's always going to be great what we would consider just great when we follow the leading of the spirit but we're going to suffer sometime but jesus suffered sometimes but what the Bible says, uh, that, that uh, all of what we go through does not compare to a far exceeding and weight of glory that we will inherit when we get to heaven. So whatever the suffering is that you think you may be suffering because you're following the leading of the spirit, guess what? It does not compare to the reward you will receive when you get to heaven. And so I. choice to follow someone that is leading not to follow the leading of the spirit of God and so because it's a choice to follow the leading of the spirit and others will choose not to mm. the spirit of God is leading the sons and daughters of God whether they choose to follow or not. God is leading his people. It's up to his people to follow. He's not going to stop leading because some of us won't follow. I remember in the Gospels where Jesus sat and he said to them, 
you know, you know, this is my body. Will you eat of my body? And he said some things. She was just referring to the Last Supper, and, and he was explaining that, but they didn't get it. And some just began to walk away from him. And he says, will you two leave me? Because when he say hard sayings or sayings we don't understand, we choose not to follow anymore. And so the truth is, Jesus is going to lead his people, and he is leading his people, but it's up to his people whether they follow him or not. Mm -hmm. To be led of the Spirit is to yield your mind and your heart to the Spirit of God that he Remember I told you last week that usually prevent us from being led by the Spirit of God. Why why are those things preventing us by the Spirit of God? Because us from on the Spirit of God.
Jesus. He was not given temptation so in two and so and what do the first thing to Jesus he led him when Jesus came out of the wilderness if keep scrolling uh um um the scripture that I just made it's verse three or something there I think the the very that the devil asked him or tried to bring to him was if 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 you can why don't you turn these stones to bread? Uh huh. You see how the devil work? How did it? Why would the devil tell him to tone, turn stones to bread? Yeah, yeah, because he's hungry. But how the devil knew he was hungry? The devil is paying attention to you. And the devil is figuring, not figuring out, he knows how to get to you and me and how to defeat us. But the spirit knows how to defeat the devil. And so the spirit of God led Jesus in the wilderness to fast and pray, knowing that the devil was coming to tempt him. And so what did he do? He was so emptied of all of the fleshly stuff and all of the worldly stuff behind him because he was in the wilderness and the flesh had no strength anymore. And so when the devil comes showing up talking about you want something to eat, food didn't matter. If you have fasted, in any length of time, you can get to the place where you don't want food. Ever fasted where you've been fasting? I don't want food around. As a matter of fact, there's sometimes I come off a fast and I'm like kind of nervous eating. Because I'm just like, I don't even want to mess with that right now. I mean, what I feel, what I'm experiencing, I mean, I feel connected to the Lord. Just don't bring any food around me. So what the devil thought he could tempt Jesus with by offering him food, Jesus was like, man, get out of here. You must don't know. I'm fasted up. I'm prayed up. And whatever temptation you bring my way, it can't get me to do what you want me to do because I'm fully led by the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. And so Jesus showed us how it worked because Jesus was fasting and praying. But the spirit had led him to do that. It didn't say, and Jesus decided to go in the wilderness. It says, and the spirit led him into the wilderness to do some fasting and praying. So when the temptation would come, he would be able to defeat the temptation. When we are led by the spirit of God, we work in harmony with God. When we are led by the spirit of God, we work in harmony with God. It is so important that we're spirit led. Because a lot of times we're trying to do things that God is not doing. And so now we start to use human intellect. We start to, you know, try to twist the word of God to fit our own understanding. Because what we're trying to do is not working. But we don't want to admit that we're not working in harmony with God. And maybe this is not what God is doing, but it's what we want to do. 
And usually when we get that confused, it's because we're not being led of the Spirit. And when we're not being led of the Spirit, it means all kind of outside distractions are working all around us. So we're distracted, and so we're trying to guess if that's the Spirit working or not. I don't want to guess if that's the Spirit working or not. I want to make sure that... I am being led by the Spirit of God, and I know it for sure. That's why sometimes you got to be sharp enough to know that, you know what? Whatever is happening in my life, it's, it's, it's just too much. I, I feel like it's just a lot going on around me. I feel like it's just too much. And you got to stop and say, I need to get myself together. I need to get back on track. And the way you get back on track is take about three days of fasting and praying and reading your word and consecrating yourself to God, and it will get you back on track. Because what you're doing is you're really saying without saying, I am going to put myself in a position to be led of the Spirit. So whatever you're going through right now, whatever, sometimes what, 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 what the, the Jesus said to Mary, I can never, um, to Martha, I always remember this. Martha, Martha, you're just cumbered about with so many things. And that's just the normal thing for all of us. So I'm not knocking Martha. It's just who we are. We always got a lot of stuff going because we're living this life. But when you find yourself in that predicament, you need to say, oh, stop, 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 stop. I am not doing this. I am not doing that. I am just stop everything that you're doing and just begin to say, you know what? I am going to fast. I am going to pray. I am going to read my Bible. I am going to put my focus on the things of God so I can be led of the Spirit to the point where I can recognize the leading of the Spirit and follow after the Spirit. But we can't just jump and, 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 and say, oh, I know I'm being led of the Spirit. You can't be doing a whole bunch of stuff that is not spiritual, and then all of a sudden you claim you're being led by the Spirit. Be honest with yourself if you really want God to lead you. you sometimes I go to God. I, I've told you this. I go to God with my frustrations, and I just... Just just voice them to him, and what he will do sometimes is give me some guidance to get myself back together. Because I have nothing to do with him. It's just me. I'm, I'm the one that's a mess. i got to get it together. And so he would just give me guidance on how to get it together. But whatever you're going through, what, what you know, you can't, where you feel like, I can't feel God. I just don't feel like I know where I'm going. Or, you're not following the leading of the Spirit, and don't lie yourself and says the spirit is leading me no just say god whatever the reasons are i am not following the leading of the spirit because if i was i wouldn't be frustrated if i was following the leading of the spirit i wouldn't be caught up doing a whole bunch of stuff around my life be careful about doing a whole bunch of stuff we sometimes are doing too much stuff and when we do a whole bunch of stuff, we can't be led by the Spirit. The Spirit leads the willing. The Spirit leads the willing. You're not going to be willing if you're worried about something. 
You're not going to be willing if you're focused and concentrating on something else other than the kingdom. You're not going to be willing. So while God is trying to lead you, you won't pay attention. You won't be willing because you got too many other things on your mind. So the spirit of God can only lead those who are willing. Led by the spirit does not mean drawn with, by a rope. Led by the spirit don't mean you're being hauled. Led by the spirit simply means that. Led by the spirit. You have to voluntarily follow. It's a volunteer thing. This has always been a volunteer thing. Jesus is not strong arming anybody to do this. He is going to lead and it's going to be up to us to volunteer and follow. He's going to say, come Follow me. And if you say, I'm good, then he's not going to beat you in the head and say, you better come. No, he's going to call you to follow him. And you're going to have to decide whether or not you will follow or just ignore. Gladly led by the spirit is how it should be for us. I say it all the time. Let's not live for God like it's just so rigorous. It's so hard. It's bitter. And I'm only doing it because if I don't, the issue is I'm in a, I, I can't deal with the other part of what will happen to me if I don't follow him. The alternative. The alternative for not following Jesus is hell. So guess what? I better follow. We can't live for Jesus like that. You can't live for Jesus by saying, I can't deal with the alternative, so I better follow Jesus. That won't hold up. The way, the way it's going to hold up is when we gladly follow him. Just like I mentioned, there were disciples that turned back because they were only following for the miracles. They were only following for what he can do for them. And when he asked them for something that they deemed that was hard, they turned back and stopped following him. Because all they were following for was just for the good that he can do for them and not for just wanting to have a relationship with him, wanting to experience things with him, wanting to work alongside with him for his will to be a Accomplishing the earth. That's not why they were following. They were following because they wanted the good and they didn't want to go to hell. That won't hold up, church. It's not going to hold up. You got to gladly follow. When you gladly follow as he leads and you gladly follow, here is what you would say. Here am I, Lord, send me. How many of us these days are saying, here I am, Lord, send me, or we're just worried about our own thing? Part of, mm. listen, years ago, a revival service, an apostolic revival service, everybody stepped out. Man, I'm going. Now we choose whether or not we go to certain services. Uh-huh. Are we being led by the Spirit? Are we being led? Because we used to press our way through. It was exciting to say, I'm going to an apostolic service because you never know what the Lord may do. And I want to be in the presence of the Lord. And it's, but when we announce now, oh, we're doing this and we're doing that. 
Maybe a couple people turn up now. And that happens all throughout the churches. A couple of people turn up. When back in the day, people used to press their way through. Are we being led by the Spirit? Or we're just, just enjoying all what we think is the blessings of God. Oh, man. Got a nice, comfortable place to rest my head. Nice vehicle. I understand why God doesn't bless us sometimes with the things that we're asking him for. You know why I understand? When I used to drive old cars, I was everywhere. Now that we're driving nice cars that ain't going to break down. The old cars, you wasn't sure if it was going to make it there and back. Now we got fancy cars and we ain't going. Why should God bless us with anything? Why should God give us anything? When back in the day, man, we had old cars. They didn't have no air conditioning. Oh, my goodness. We was driving on used tires. You know, tires cost $15. One over here is not no good. And the other three is so-so. No air conditioning, no moon roof. And we're not sure. And we, we can't even fill the tank up. But we were gone. Now we got these fancy rides. We can fill the tank up. We got air conditioning. We got moonroof. We got GPS. And we ain't going nowhere. Man, Jesus. Sometimes I just weep just thinking about how the Lord must feel sometimes. Because the position that we put him in, he wants to bless us. He wants to give us great things, good things. But when he gives it to us, we ignore him. Man, God, I don't know how you do it. You, that's why you alone are God, because it, I can't fathom it, that you show us goodness. And instead of us taking that goodness and become more faithful, we become less faithful. I'm telling you. Old cars barely can go. Lord, send me. When we're being led of the spirit, we say, Lord, send me. This is the true test of discipleship. When we really say, Lord, send me. And we go gladly. Doesn't matter what it is. I remember when I got in church, man, oh man. When, 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 when any man of God asked me to come with them any place. Whoo. Whoo. <laughs> Where? Yeah, I'm there. I was there. Anything the men of God asked me to do, I wanted to do it. Because I was just so excited to be in the kingdom. I was so excited to be saved. I was so excited to say, Lord, I, 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 I am doing what you want me to do. That made my day when I could do a little bit more because God called me out of darkness and out of sin into his marvelous light. You ever stop to think about all the things that influence us. Do you ask yourself why they influence us? How they influence us? Because here's the, here's the truth. There are other things other than God influencing us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we find ourselves down, down with the blues for no apparent reason. You ever wake up sometimes and just feel down that day? 
And you're wondering, what in the world is going on? Why do I feel like this? No apparent reason. Just down in the blues. It doesn't mean that you have less strength that day. But some influence from outside has influenced how you feel right now. Yes. It could be that the stock market is not doing well. Uh-huh. It could be some politician is sending out scary messages to scare you. It could be that you've been at odds with your friend or loved one. It could be your job may be in jeopardy. You're not sure if they're going to keep you or not. Car problems. Whatever it might be, the point is, those things can influence us. And if those things can influence us, why isn't the Spirit of God affecting us more? you got to realize All those things that influence us are usually from outside. But the Spirit of God is on the inside. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so because the Spirit of God is in you, he should have more influence in your life than anything else. But somehow we allow outside influence to have greater influence than the Spirit of God. Sometimes you got to stop and pray and say, Lord, stir up this gift that's inside of me. Will you stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost in me, Lord? I don't want your spirit to be dormant in my life and, and I'm straying. I'm not doing right, Lord God. I don't feel right. But God, will you stir inside of me and begin to cause me to become focused on you or get my attention by your spirit, Lord? But I don't want to just be in a place where I feel down and out and the spirit of God is in me. I need you to stir me Lord gotta pray sometimes I've prayed that prayer many times God stir me and as soon as I pray the power of God begin to move in me I begin to speak with tongues and I begin to magnify God and praise him because now the spirit of God is working and no longer my flesh is having control and making me feel down and out You can do something about being down and out, feeling down and out if you have the Holy Spirit in you. You can do something about it. You don't have to be down and out. Just begin to call on the name of the Lord and tell him to stir up the gift that's in you. There is having the Spirit and there is the leading of the Spirit. And that's what I'm talking about. We have the spirit, but we're down and out. We have the spirit, but we have no power. We have the spirit, but we're not following the leading of the spirit. We can have the spirit of God and not follow the leading of the spirit. For these these things are distinct. Having the spirit and the leading of the spirit is distinct. They're different. You can have the spirit of God and not be following the spirit of God. To have the spirit is to be a possessor of the spirit. He dwells in you. But to be led by the spirit is partaking of his directive influence 
after we are made possessor of him. So when we have the spirit, we have to make the spirit work in our life. And that's what God is looking for. Not just have the spirit, but allow him to work in you. There's a there's a lesson that we le- that we learn in Bible college at um, Apostolic Leadership Institute by the readout chairman that have given us this lesson. And the lesson is entitled uh, the principles of dynamic success. And what the principle of dynamic success is, is when you read the Bible. You will always see where God works great things is when we allow him to be the host and we become the guest. Many of us keep God as the guest and never make him the host. What do you mean by that, preacher? If you ever allowed his Holy Spirit to lead you, he is a guest and you are the host. In any situation, the host is always responsible for taking care of everything. And if you're a good guest, you don't get into the host way. You, you say, whatever the host tell you is what you do. And so many of us, we're living for God as the host of God. We're living for God as God's host and God is just our guest. Sit here and chill, Lord. I got this. Let me go cook for you. Sit here and chill, Lord. Let me go make sure everything is in line. Sit here. If you are in control when the Lord is in your life, there will be no miracles in your life. When you are ruling whatever is happening in your life, there will be no success in your life because you're in control. So having the spirit is not the same as following the leading of the spirit of God. And that's where we need to get to as saints of God is begin to follow the leading of the spirit. Do not let Jesus be just a guest in your life. If you're experiencing certain things and you're frustrated, maybe it's because Jesus is a guest and not the host. Of your life. And there's so many examples about Jesus being the host, the guest first, and then becoming the host. With Mary and Martha, that was an example. Jesus came to their house. Martha decided that she was going to be the host. Cooking. Jesus, don't you see me doing work over here? Tell Mary to come and help me. What did Jesus say? Mary chose the best part. Because he came into her house and guess what she did? You're the host. I'm sitting down at your feet and you tell me whatever you want to tell me. But I'm smart enough to know you're almighty God. And when you're here, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and just listen for your direction. The other one just decided, let me help. And that's not a bad thing. But I'm just telling you, if you want the very best in your life, Jesus needs to become the host. And you become the guest in your own house. The other one was Jesus' mother. This is a lot of them. Jesus' mother, that was, she was the host of a wedding. When he did the first miracle, she was the host of the wedding. And she going around and going, and all of a sudden they come to her. They ran out of wine. She knew she had, there was nothing she could do. So guess what she did? Whatever he says, do it. 
What she did right then and there was, I know I'm supposed to be the host of this wedding, but I'm going to be in trouble if I continue to be the host because there's no wine and there needs to be wine and I can't turn water into wine. Whatever he says does and she just back off. And from that point on, Jesus had to tell his disciples, go get some drums and fill them up. So he started he started directing traffic. You see how it works? You got to let Jesus direct traffic in your life. You got to stop directing the traffic in your life. If you keep directing traffic in your life, you are just going to be minimized all the time and be frustrated. Jesus needs to be the one directing traffic and being the host and not the guest in your life. When we follow the leading of the spirit, he is being the host and we are being the guest. Uh-huh. The good news is this. If you have the spirit of the Lord, you have a built-in advantage because the spirit can work from the inside out. That's what you want. You want the spirit of the, of the Lord to work from the inside out, not the other way around. Nothing should influence us more than what's inside of us, not what's outside of us. As a matter of fact, I'll give you scripture. The Bible says, whatever is divided within itself cannot stand, it will fall. You want to destroy any relationship, any organization, anything that man has built or anything that's been built, cause problems from within. And that organization and that relationship will crumble. Anytime you blame somebody for what's going on in your life, you are deceived. I'm going to take a drink on that and let you think about that. Let me take a drink on that one. Woo! Because here's the story. If you have the Holy Spirit, you and Jesus are going to be fine. But when you allow outside stuff to influence you, Adam, where art thou? Adam and Jesus was fine in the garden. And all of a sudden, he allowed some outside force to get him to do something. He messed up the relationship. It wasn't the devil. Adam messed up the relationship. That's why the Bible says he sinned against God because he was the one that gave attention to the devil. And we keep thinking that it's, well, she messed or he messed. Nobody didn't mess up anything if they're on the outside. You messed it up. Uh-huh. You don't like that one. Uh, that's all right. I ain't blaming nobody for nothing because everything is up to me. And if I'm faithful to God, I know God's going to be faithful to me. All I got to do is be faithful to God. All I got to do is be obedient to God. All leading of his spirit and I can care less what anybody try to do to me. I am not blaming anybody for anything. If it's get messed up because of me, it's not because of God. It's not because of somebody on the outside. They can try to do whatever they can do. The Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So if somebody formed weapon against you, if somebody tried to come at you, it's only if you respond to them will they get you. If you ignore them and trust in God, they can't touch you. You're, you're off limits. You're off limits. The devil said to, to, to God, I, 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 Job just serving you because you're protecting him. The devil knew he couldn't touch Job without the permission of his God. 
So you got to realize nobody can touch you or do anything to you without the permission of your God. All you got to do is stay faithful to God, be obedient to God, and follow the leading of God's spirit, and you don't have to worry about a soul. I ain't fighting with folk for what? I just smile in my mind sometimes. Because what I know is if they was following God, they wouldn't be saying the things they're saying to me. Or they wouldn't be doing the things that they're doing to me. And so all I do is just smile in my mind and say, God, help them. Because I can see right away when somebody's not being led by the Spirit. And so if you're not being led by the Spirit, you're being led by your flesh or by the devil. And both instances going to cause you to end up in a bad spot. So when people are not, you know, they're not behaving right, I just know, okay, they're not being led by the Spirit of God. Let me stay away from that. It's not just good enough to have the Spirit of God. We must follow the leading of the Spirit of God. Let me tell you something. This is somebody in here. I feel like the Holy Ghost needs me to say this. This is somebody in here. When you deal with difficult people and they seem to just always just do the same thing and they get on your nerves and they do all of this stuff, listen to me carefully. God wants you to take your focus off them and put your focus on him. God wants you to follow the leading of his spirit because if you will do that, you will make them people. I don't care how close they are to you. He will make them null and void in your life because he will make them just an instrument to help you be the best Christian you can be. So don't you pay them any attention. Don't you let them get to you. You just need to focus more on Jesus. The more they raise up, the more they try to give you a hard time, the more they come at you. Just put your focus on Jesus. Let Jesus handle them. I remember him saying, vengeance is mine. And so if they want to mess with you, they're going to have to deal with him. And when he got to whoop them, it's not going to be pretty. So don't even worry about them. Just focus on Jesus. Don't fight with them. Hear me, somebody. Do not fight with the people that are giving you a hard time. Don't fight with them. Just trust the Lord Jesus and put your focus on him. Pray and fast and seek his face. Obey him and let them do their own thing because sooner or later, either they got to submit to God or they're going to destroy themselves. Don't you worry about them. They want you to respond to them. And remember, the only thing that, that can destroy your relationship with God is something from without. It is, you can't destroy it. You just got to just obey God. But if you let them influence you more than the Spirit of God influence you, then you start acting up and doing the wrong thing. And now you make yourself vulnerable to get messed up. Don't pay them no attention. Just, just love them with the love of God. And you can do it. Being led by the Spirit, we see it in a natural form in Numbers chapter 9, verse 18. You can see God was showing us something. The Old Testament, are, are, it, it teaches us things to come. In the Old Testament, when you read it, read the Old Testament, you will learn things that will happen. And we then read in the New Testament and realize that God was showing us what was coming in the Old Testament. So here is something that's pretty interesting that show you how the leading of the Spirit works. My God. Numbers chapter 9, verse 18. 
Numbers chapter 9, verse 18. Here it is in a natural way, but pay attention because this is how God want to help us to show us how he leads us spiritually. At the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed, and at the commandment of the Lord, they, as long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents. And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle many days, then the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and journeyed not. And so it was when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, according to the commandment of the Lord, they abode in their tents. And according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. And so it was when the cloud abode from even unto the morning and that the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they journeyed. Whether it was by day or night that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. Or whether it was it were two days or a month or a year that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle remaining thereupon. The children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. And at the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents. And at the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. So God used the cloud to guide his people. So he said, when the cloud come down low, you know I'm present. Don't you move. You don't want to move out of the presence of God. When God's presence is with you, you do everything you can to entreat God's presence that you stay in God's presence. And God showed the children of Israel that, hey, when I come down low, you stay right there. When I go up high, it means you need to go on your way and go till you get to the place where I told you to go. So this is my agreement with you. When I come down low, it means I'm there for fellowship. When I come down low, it means I want you to just be there with me. But when I go up high, I'm still with you, but you know to keep going. We got to follow the leading of the Spirit. We got to come to know who God is so we can follow him as he leads us that's natural so he was showing us from way back then how the spirit of God could work in our life and so when we wake up in the morning entreat God and when you entreat him and you can sense his presence there man forget the phone Man, forget anything else that's going on. When you sense the presence of God right with you in the morning when you wake up, when you're praying and you're reading your Bible, just stay right where you are and entreat the presence of God. And when you feel like, okay, he backed away a little bit, then you can get up and go brush your teeth. Then you can get up and go get yourself together, go get your shower, eat your breakfast, and get going. But when you wake up, when you open your eyes, entreat him. Woo! Entreat him, Lord. I don't care what. Before I even get out of my bed and pray, I open my eyes on my back and I say, Jesus, this is the day you have made. This is a new day. Oh, God, I love you. I don't want to go in my own way today. I want to do your will. Will you lead me today, oh, great God? And then I lay there and lay there. And then by the time I lay there after a while, I get off my bed and I go in the shower and me and him in the bathroom and I'm, I'm there talking to him. And when I get done, I go down to my office downstairs and then I start reading his word. 
because I want to follow the leading of his spirit. I want to entreat him. And so when I do that, then the rest of my day, may God want it and not the way I want it. But if it be a day where ready, I went to bed with a lot of mind. I wake right up. All I care about is the lot that I got on my mind. And so I step out of the bed, Lord, have your way today. You are my God. And I'm walking around getting ready and really not focused prayer. So I'm not entreating his presence. I'm just saying what I know to say. Yeah, I'm praying, but I'm really not focusing on entreating his presence. Because I'm thinking about all the stuff that I got on my mind. And in doing all that stuff that I got on my mind, guess what? It gets to the place where it's just so much going on that you, the, the day is finished and you're wondering, what did I ever accomplish anyway? You wanted to do, you still say, I accomplished it anyway. But somehow, when I talk to him first thing and entreat him right then and there and throughout my morning, when I get done with that day, I said, uh huh. Something just feels different within my soul when I have my fellowship with God in the morning and I go through that day. When I lay my head down that night, I'm at so much peace because I know I lived my life that day following the leading of the Spirit of God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. What the cloud was to the Israelites, what the guide is to the travelers who knows not their way, that is what the Spirit of God is to believers and more. Church, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We're on a journey to a destination we don't know. We are on a journey to a destination we don't know. Now, who knows that destination? Because whoever got there, they never came back and told us. So the thought must be we're on a journey to a destination where we've never been. And so the only way we're going to get there is follow the one leading us there. We can't get there any other way because we don't know how to get there and nobody else can direct us to get there because they've never been. So we just got to follow the one that's leading us. And when we stop following him, we're going to get lost. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting? <laughs> it's interesting when the Bible says that if we're not saved, we're lost. <laughs> it's funny how the Bible used that word, you're lost, if you're not saved. Like, okay. But now when you think about it, then you realize, yeah, because we're on our way someplace. And if we're, yeah, we're lost. Uh, we're lost. Because we don't know our way. And when you don't know your way, you're lost. And no compass and no GPS can get us there. So we can't even pull out the iPhone. We, 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 can't, we, we can't even pull out the iPhone. We can't, we, we, the iPhone can't get us there. <laughs> How can we know we are following? I'm closing up here. How can we know we're following the leading of the Spirit of God? And so you must... Make sure you know if you're following the leading of the Spirit of God. Galatians chapter 5 verse 18 says, But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. It means that you're not being controlled by the things of the flesh. 
now. The works of the flesh are these. So if, if these things are happening in your life on a regular, then you're not following the leading of the Spirit. I'll say it again. If these things are happening in your life on the regular, on the regular, I don't want you to be so discouraged that you think that, you know, there's no hope. On the regular. If these things are what's going on in your life on the regular, then you're not following the leading of the spirit. So the things which are of the flesh are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies. Murders, I'm sorry, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like of this I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because you're not being led of the spirit, you're being led of the flesh. Okay? But if you're being led by the spirit, then these things shall manifest in your life. But the fruit of the spirit is love. And that love produces joy. That's a big one. And I I mess with y'all all all the time because I just don't see a lot of Christians exhibiting joy. I just got to be honest with y'all. A lot of Christians walking around say, I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. But you, you said that with disdain, almost like, you know, you're trying to tell somebody. Where's the joy? It go back to what I told you. You got to live for God like you had the best plate of food in front of you so people can look at it and say, whoa, man, what you got there? Our salvation, like, the best thing ever. And so because we're not, there's joy. Man, everybody that's walking in the building to go to church service should have a big smile on their face. And walking out, they should have a big smile on their face. And when they're hearing the word of God, they should have a big smile on their face. Because guess what? The word gives you eternal life when you obey it. The word is going to guide you and lead you into more truth and to your heavenly place. We should be excited and filled with joy always as Christians. Peace. When you have peace, people can say all kind of ridiculous things and in your mind you just smirk and you don't say one word. Long suffering. When you start complaining easy, Christian people got to stop complaining so much. When you complain, you're not being led of the spirit. When you complain, faith is absent. Remember what I just told you when I started out this evening, just started to talk to you. The way God see uh, desolation, the way God see sin, God sees it like this. Opportunity, 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 opportunity. How you know that preacher? Where sin abound, 
grace abound that much more. So where wicked and desolation and evil is, God look at it as opportunity to save people because it means they're messed up and they need to be saved. But we look at it, we get all complaining. Oh, Lord, what's wrong with the people? They just stay a mess and everything. And God is saying, if I can find a man or a woman that will go and preach my gospel to them, you know what? They, when they hear it and they see my spirit moving, it's going to change their heart. It's going to change their life. I just need a man or a woman to go. And instead of you saying, God, look at them. Send me so I can help them out, Lord. You're here complaining. Lack of faith. And you ain't following the leading of the spirit. I ain't got time to complain. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for God to receive glory. Just like I keep telling you, when God brings the great revival to this region, the Northeast, we're, it's going to bring glory to God because we're going to remember when it was desolate and we couldn't find a real good church to go worship God and we couldn't find people that were prayerful and people that loved God and people that raised their children up in holiness and righteousness. We're going to get to that place where we're going to say, remember, man. And now God gets the glory because look what's going on. But if you stay negative and complain, God won't use you as he begins to move in certain situations. We got to be filled with joy and we got to just be have peace and long suffering. Stop worrying about what's wrong and look about what can be right. Gentleness. Goodness. Faith. Meekness, self-control, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. So when you're doing all that, all the other stuff that was wrong, it means your flesh is in control. And when you're allowing the Spirit of God to have his way in your life, it means now you are letting the Spirit of God lead you. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Led by the spirit of God. The blessings that result from leading from the leading of the spirit of God. What is what is some of the blessings? Inward peace and comfort. I don't care what's going on. Inward peace and comfort. You've heard me said many times, and some of you, uh, I, I want you to get it in your spirit. The Apostle Paul said, to me to live and to die is gain. Stop being afraid of dying. Okay. As long as I am being faithful to Christ and obeying him, I'm not going to fear death. I cannot fear death. Because the bottom line is death just because here is how I think about it. Lord, you know, here's how I think about it. <laughs> the longer time you have, more time to make mistakes. Shorter time you have when you're on fire, you probably ain't going to make too many mistakes because you're on fire for God. So, Lord, take us while we're on fire. I heard the story about Sister Cole's husband that passed away some years ago that he prayed this prayer. Lord, before I backslide and make a fool of myself and go to hell, kill me. Take my life. 
he knew what I'm talking about. He knew that going to heaven was so important that if he was going to, it's best to die in God. See, y'all, but, but this, it's okay. It's okay. This is what's wrong with the Northeast. I know it. This is what's wrong. We're afraid to die in Christ. <laughs> I know what's wrong. And I'm going to keep on doing my part till the Lord take me. And when we become comfortable in saying, I'll rather die in the Lord than live and be living in this world and make mistakes and slip up and do wrong and miss out on eternity. When we get that in our mind, then maybe we'll start to not worry about a whole lot of things. But as long as we're worried about our prosperity in this world, whoo, something can grab a hold of our foot. We better get comfortable with if we're truly living for Christ. We will be saying, God, I'd rather be with you for all eternity than being in this world. That's what the Apostle Paul says. Like, I'd rather be with God, but since he needs me here to keep preaching the gospel, then I'll be here. But I prefer to be with him. That's the mindset we got to get if we're going to impact this world is kill me. Go ahead. See what you're going to get out of it. But all you do is get me in the presence of my Savior for eternity. But as long as I'm here, I'm going to serve him with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength. Inward peace and comfort when you follow the leading of the spirit. A readiness to all duties and holiness when you follow the leading of the spirit. These are some of the things that you will experience. Sonship with God. Uh huh. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that to be saved, we must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Let all them people, crazy people think they can just believe. The glory and blessedness of heaven is what's in store for us when we follow the leading of the spirit. Remember how this works while you while while you have to pray and seek God and and call on his name. The Holy Ghost governs, directs and motivate your spirit. So what happens is our spirit is dead. It's just the breath that's keeping us alive. But our spirit is dead, meaning it cannot give us anything that's godly. And so the only way we're going to get godliness working in our life is if the spirit of God influence our spirit. So what should be happening in our life is the Holy Spirit influencing, motivating our spirit, which is our mind. Our being when 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 the Holy Spirit is motivating and influencing our spirit, our mind, then guess what? The the the, it, the Holy Spirit then helps us to govern and control the influences around us. And then eventually what happens is your mind commits, govern and directs your will to the obedience of God. So we need the Holy Spirit if we're going to make this journey because our spirit is sinful. It's dead. And we need the Holy Spirit to bring alive in us what needs to come alive, which is the things of God. And that's how we get influenced. And then it sends signals to the, 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 the mind and sends signals. The mind tells the body what to do and to direct our steps. And that's how we do. So that's why it's important to be praying and seeking God for his spirit to guide and lead us. I'm going to stop right there. We'll see if next week will be a part three or not. But the bottom line is we have to be led 
by the Spirit of God and not by our intellect, not by our understanding, not by our emotions, not by the circumstances that we think is so dangerous because if God is in control, I am not worried about it. Let's stand. Any questions anyone have tonight before we close out? Any questions? Any thoughts? Any comments? All good? I wonder why I'm not getting a lot of questions these days. All right. Nina, go ahead. Uh-huh. I'm glad you asked that question, Nina. Here is something that I need for you all to know. Down south, Bible Belt, they are very comfortable speaking of Christ to each other because everybody kind of have the familiarity with Christ. So it's no big deal. Oh, girl, the Lord is good. Oh, girl, blah, 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 blah. And it's no big deal. They're, they're not fighting any forces. It's not uncomfortable. In this area, it is. Right? You try to pass off God to people, and they might, you know, say something slick to you or might, you know, don't want to, you know, hear nothing or anything like that. But when you speak of the word of God, you allow the Lord to work in that situation. So you have to start speaking the word of God, Nina, is what I'm telling you. So you, you can't worry about people's response to what you say about the word of God, right? You have to just speak the word of God in a nice, gentle, loving, kind way. And usually people will just back off. And if they, you know, if the devil working around them, then they might get a little raised up some more. But you just have to just... Keep speaking the word of God. And if it gets to the place where it's getting really out of control, you walk away and you go pray. And sometimes if you need to pray in front of them, then you need to pray in front of them. So, so, so I walk in the house and I'm having a situation with someone in my house, right? And um, they just going off. Just all you got to say is, listen, I'm trying my best to learn and know who Jesus is and follow him. I want to follow Jesus. My goal and objective is to follow Jesus, to know him, and to be obedient to him. That's what I'm trying to do. And so they go on and on and on, and they, all you got to do is stop and say, Lord, touch my son, touch my daughter, touch my spouse. Bless them, Lord. Let them know you too, as I am endeavoring to know you. And Lord, will you continue to show me who you are? And will you lead me by your spirit so I can do that which is right and pleasing before you? Because those are the kind of things we're going to have to start doing to see the power of God, to see homes and lives transformed. We can't just sit on this thing because we know most people aren't going to be comfortable with us speaking about our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, God has put this in my spirit that we need to start opening our mouth and speaking his word and not be shy. I don't care where we are. It doesn't matter where we are, whether it's home, whether it's at the store, whether it's at the gas station. I don't care where it is. We need to begin to speak kindly and lovingly about the Lord Jesus Christ and what his word says and say it in front of people so they will know. And so you allow the presence of the Lord because God, God, God will always back up his word. 
So we just need to speak his word. What we have done for so long is we keep it on the inside and we don't say anything because we are worrying about offending people. And so we don't say it when people are not a, a worry about offending us when they cuss. Because if they don't know you are a Christian and they don't know that you are living for God and even sometimes they know they cuss and steady going. And so we have allowed those things to come into our life and we're not putting out there what is good for them that's in our life. We got to do really better at that. Miss Joy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Perfect what she's saying, because what in essence she's saying that's backing up our lesson is we don't know what to say a lot of times the way our people come at us. And we don't want to say something and lose them because we're still wanting to be witnesses and display the love of God. So when you don't respond right away, what you're really saying in your mind, you're praying in your mind, Lord, don't let me say anything stupid. Let me say the right words. And whenever you want me to say it, that's when you let me say it. So these are all that's how we follow the leading of the spirit is sometimes you just got to put your mind on the Lord Jesus and pray in your mind how you need him to direct you. And if he might not want you to say anything, don't say one word. Or he might just say, just tell him you love them and just leave it right there. So, yes, slow to speak Bible, slow to speak quick to hear, but slow to speak. Because we want to follow the leading of the spirit. We don't want to go do stuff on impulse, on on reaction. And then all we did was just light a fire. (laughs) Yes. As I said, the forces that work in this area are going to be power, right? Because that's where we are, right? And, and lust for money, okay, and pride, those are things that's working in this area more than any other place. Power, lust, money, right? Those kind of things are working in, that, in this area. But when we start to talk about spirits, you cannot, you want to do what I just told you, which is you have to be led of the spirit. You don't mess with the spirit realm unless you're working in harmony with God. Okay? You go in the book of Acts and you'll see that the power of God worked through the apostles 
and, and, and people were smoked blindly. But you got to know as you don't want to go touch the demonic world until you're being led of the Spirit. You hear me? So we want to make sure when we deal with the demonic realm, we're being led of the Spirit because you cannot defeat or mess with Satan and his imps without being led of the Spirit and being covered by the power of God. So we can talk all that fancy stuff and we can talk about, you know, the spirit, you know, what kind of spirit and that kind of spirit. Until you are working in harmony with God, you don't want to mess with that. And sometimes God will tell you, right? I've done it before, but I've done it. I told you one time I watched, I sat in church and watched a, a spirit messing with um, a, a, a person and, and a lot of people trying to pray out and I'm looking. And I would not move until the Holy Ghost told me to move. And then all of a sudden the Holy Ghost said, now you go. And you go do this. And you go do that. And as soon as the Holy Ghost told me, I had I was bold. Had confidence. And I just went and did my thing. And all of a sudden everything just ceased. And it was all good. Because I didn't do. Because what we do sometimes as Christians is we think, well, I'm a, I'm a Christian. You know, I know the word of God. And we think we just show up and we can, I didn't you out. You better be following the leading of the Spirit. You better be right with God to go do stuff like that. So that's my answer. Any other questions? Hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord tonight. Lord, we thank you tonight for your word and for bringing us together one more time. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Lord Jesus, now that we've heard your word, Help us to take this word and apply it in our life, in our homes, apply it in our life, in wherever we go and whatever we do, that we apply it, Lord God. Father, we don't want to just be hearers of your word, but we want to become doers as well, that, God, we will truly be example, and we will live out our purpose in you, Lord God. I pray tonight, Father, that you will fill our mouths with your word, and, Lord God, that we will begin to echo your words, Lord God, that we will speak what thus saith the Lord, that we will trust in the Lord, with all of our heart and lead not to our own understanding. But in all our ways, we will acknowledge you that you might direct our path. Help us tonight, Lord God, to be like you, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, we're led by the Spirit in whatever we do, in whatever we say, that we are led by the Spirit and not of our flesh, Lord God. Father, we want to be a part of the great work you are doing in this Northeast region. And, oh God, we want to see the miracles of God. We want to see salvation. We want to see deliverance. We want to see the kingdom expand in this area, Lord God. And so we say to you, Lord, we submit ourselves to you. We give our heart to you. We give our mind to you. We give our soul to you. And we say, God, here we are. We are your laborers. We labor with you. We give ourselves to you that we can serve your purpose, oh God. Have your way in this church that we will be the people of the name and of the faith that we will go forth and do your will. Give us boldness, almighty God. And let the word of God that's been spoken into our heart, let it take root and grow and produce good fruit. Help us, Lord, that we're led by your spirit and not of our flesh. We give you the honor and praise tonight. Will you bless and keep and make your face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. 
as we give you the honor tonight and all the praise. There is none like you, for you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am. Oh, Father, there is none like you, and we thank you tonight for your word. And we go now, Lord God, in your name and by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Let's thank him tonight. Hallelujah! Give an offering tonight to the building fund. Let the Lord bless you. Give to our building fund, and God will give back unto you. Thank you. Have a great evening. Yeah.